The disciples fell asleep. They could not stay awake. How do you feel when you hear that? It's very easy to think that these must be some very, very lazy disciples. There they are with Jesus, and they are dropping into a doze. But when I am tempted to think less of those sleepy disciples, I am reminded of what my daughter once said when she was very young. She said in a serious seven-year-old voice that she was sad. She said she loved that first smell of Vancouver air. Loved that smell. We were living in Prince George at the time. In the interior of BC, the air was dry and dusty. We came from dusty, pulp mill polluted air to the moist air of the coast, and we would smell green and growing things. She loved that smell, and so do I. But two days into our trip, she couldn't smell it anymore. What was so beautiful, that first hour she arrived was now just the air that she breathed. She could not hold on to that smell. The disciples, they found and they followed Jesus. This new way of life became the air that they breathed. They could not hold on to the awareness and alertness and attentiveness of how amazing this new life was. And then, just as Jesus was praying, Elijah and Moses and Jesus stand in front of them, dazzling and surrounded by God's glory, Jesus' face and clothes are bright as a flash of lightning. Wow! Like, that sounds amazing. And the disciples? They're falling asleep. The disciples lost their awareness of God's glory like my daughter lost her awareness of the smell of the air. Our disciples, in our story today, wake up from their stupor just in time to catch the view and appreciate how amazing everything is. Peter then says something that feels like so much like my daughter's experience with the air of Vancouver. He says, this is good. There is something wonderful about this moment, and he wants to hold on to that feeling. Peter suggests that the community build permanent residence at that moment. A home, a tent, a dwelling, to keep a place to keep this precious experience present. He did not know what he was saying. He could not understand, like my daughter did not understand, why we can't hold on to that beautiful awareness all the time. I believe the issue is of attention. We cannot, as humans, pay attention to everything all the time. 
For moments, glimmers in time, we catch a cloud of awareness of God's glory, but then like fog, when we try and grip God's presence in our fists, the air just slips away. Scripture tells us that Peter did not realize what he was saying. And I hear a deep compassion for the limits of human attention. Because we also need to pay attention to how we put one foot in front of the other or we trip and fall and hurt ourselves. We need to pay attention to putting food in our mouths or we are starving or overeating or poisoning ourselves without even noticing. We need to pay attention to ourselves or we stumble over the edges of our sins, over the edges of our gifts, and we need to pay attention to one another or we say words that hurt or miss opportunities to love. My daughter did not lose her awareness of the air because she was sloppy or lazy or uninterested. She lost that awareness in the important busyness of living. She was busy learning about herself and the world, and that was good and right. But still, she was sad that she could not hold on to that luscious smell of coastal air. Just like Peter wanted to hold on to the cloud of God's glory, where Elijah and Moses, pillars of Jewish faith tradition, stood beside Jesus. And into that moment, God spoke. God reminded the disciples that Jesus was the chosen one. Listen to Jesus. I'm having a moment. In Greek, the word is aku, which doesn't mean listening, as I suggested in Bible study. It actually means hearing. The origin of the word hearing is the word root, like a tree's root. When God says hear, hear, God says grow roots into the teaching of Jesus who stands with Elijah and Moses. Like a tree, let those teachings be a foundation of all that we are and all that we do. Let the life and teachings of Jesus who stands beside Elijah and Moses ground you in your life so that those roots are there even when we do not notice our roots or our air or our breath in the busyness of life. Now you may have noticed that I mentioned Elijah and Moses stood beside Jesus a couple of times. This is important. What's up with Moses and Elijah, you may ask? Why do they need to be there when God tells disciples to root into the teaching of Jesus? Please hear this. Jesus says, I do not come to abolish the law or the prophets. I do not come to abolish them, but fulfill them. If we are wondering about how to return to a rootedness of being in God's glory, we need the law and the prophets and Jesus 
all together. So, in summary, God's glory is like the air we breathe. It's all around us, but it's hard to hold on to. We cannot have, so we do not need, a permanent dwelling place to root into God's presence. What we need is to root into the law and the prophets and Jesus. Then we can trust our roots when we get sleepy in the presence of God's glory. God's glory, which is everywhere. We are invited, even commanded, to hold this beautiful tension. The passage tells us to be awake to the laws of God revealed through Moses. Jesus knew these laws and commanded us to follow them. When Jesus says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and all your strength, and the second commandment is like it, love your neighbor as yourself, there is no commandment greater than these, Jesus was quoting Moses. When Elijah stands beside Jesus and Moses, we are invited to see the wisdom of all the prophets. Prophets like Micah, who taught, act justly and love mercy and walk humbly with your God. Law and wisdom root us into our faith. Hear them. And, and, grace-filled forgiveness and salvation through Jesus also roots us into our faith. Like the roots of a big tree, these three gifts, the law, the prophet's wisdom, and grace, these roots spread out in different directions, and they hold us so that no matter which way the wind blows, when our life gets hard or just busy, we can be held in our faith. So I'm saying it again. Today, God tells us to root into the law and we are forgiven through Jesus. So now we can be gentle on ourselves and each other. When God commands us to hear and be rooted into law and prophets and Jesus, I believe we are invited to hear, to smell the air of our faith and be awake to all the beauty of our faith. But when the smell of the air disappears in the busyness of life, be gentle with each other and with ourselves, trusting in the roots of our faith.